Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Hello to our beautiful listeners. I am sitting down with my friend Heather today, who I'm really excited to speak with. And we're just going to have like a really yummy conversation about all these mystical things. I don't even really know (laughs) what we're going to talk about, but um, Heather, my love, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, I'm Heather Allison. I guide a mystery school and divine feminine mastermind and destiny accelerator for women every year. Um, It's a nine month journey where we dive deep into the ancient feminine mysteries. And I also offer some other things, lighter experiences for those who aren't quite ready for her. Um, But that's my, it's rapidly becoming my life's work, I should say. So um, we go deep into first our divine feminine so that we can bring through our sacred masculine our divine masculine and then we work with what i call the creator archetype or the primordial feminine which i've received is like this archetypal trinity Um, so it's a little bit different from some of the other feminine energetic work that you might see out there but also um, just as delicious amazing yeah so heather and i met in a mastermind that we're in for business and like immediately I was just so curious about you because you're you're just so unique and I love how deeply feminine you are and you're so tapped into like this world of the ancient mysteries and mysticism and you really embody that but you're also this incredibly successful businesswoman and I think that that's really inspiring and probably like really like the the ears are opening and the eyes are widening right now for some of our more sensitive listeners who want to you know do work like this but also they don't want to like lose themselves to the hustle and to some of these other blueprints of business um so i'm really curious to ask you you know how are you balancing or marrying like this world of ancient feminine mystery and practice and devotion with running a spiritual business and holding so many women in your containers yeah it's I'm really passionate about this too because it's from the second uh, I've been in this business I mean it, it it coincided with my spiritual awakening I started my business I went through a coach training program just kind of a funny story 
I'm just going <laughs> to nutshell it really fast because that's not really what your question is. But I went through a coach training program, not because I wanted to be a coach, but because I wanted the information in this program, which was basically like the feminine energetics of dating and like calling in love because I, I had, I've had relationships all my life. Um, like I've kind of been one of those people who've been like a, um, what do you call it? Like a serial monogamous. <laughs> um, but I kept like, they kept just like not either being the right one or not lasting or whatever. And I was like, what? And I mean, I was to the, how old was I? 37 or 38 or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck am I getting wrong right now? I'm, I don't understand this. And I happened to find this woman her work and something about it, like the mythic quality of it spoke to me so deeply. Like it just moved something in me and I was like, Oh, and so I dove into this work and I was like, just give me all of the work. I just want to learn it all. And I happened to sign up for the coach training. Well, I got laid off from my job the day before training started. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm doing. And then about eight <laughs> months later, after I'd like started doing this work, kind of like relationship coaching, um, I had a massive spiritual awakening. And I mean, just doors blew off my whole, like my whole life. And from that moment on, I knew it was like, first of all, way bigger than just love relationships. It was literally relationship with everything, um, everything within us, the archetypal relationship within us, like the feminine, the masculine that we all hold, the relationship with our soul, with the universe, the quantum realms, the relationship with life and nature itself. And from that moment on, I literally have not been allowed to do my work, to run my business in any way, shape or form that is not completely soul guided. And every time I start to, every time I start to kind of get and I do, I, this is one of the things I have to work through probably the most in, in my life, or at least in my business is the comparison, like a shiny object comparison stuff where I'm like, Oh, but they're doing it that way. Maybe I should do it that way. And every time I try to take on anything of someone else's flavor or someone else's template or someone else's way, it's like, things just kind of come to this shuddering halt until I remember. And my team is like, and I say team, I mean like my cosmic team. And they're like, um, do you remember now? And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. So all that to say, like, it's literally part of it. I, I feel, I have a course called Goddesspreneur as well, where I teach literally feminine paradigm business um, methodologies and ways. And it's very much about being soul guided. And it's very deep in the feminine mysteries because we have to be in our feminine energy in order to be a receptive vessel for what wants to come through us. And I don't just mean like guidance and like, you should do this and you should launch this and you should send this email, or this is what you should channel and write about or whatever. But even um, the, the, the frequency of the medicine that we're bringing through that is so unique and we literally are, are all asked to bring through something completely unique and different from other people. So um, long answer to your question, but like, I have to do business this way. There is no other way I can do it. I'm not allowed to do the old like bro marketing hustle kind of ways. And so consequently, this is what I teach my clients as well. Amazing. I think that's an experience that a lot of business owners and spiritual entrepreneurs will resonate with that comparison. I think it shows up differently for different people, but it's like trying to take someone else's template and use it when it yeah. doesn't quite fit. It's like two puzzle yeah. pieces that aren't fitting. I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, what has the journey been like for you, like in fully trusting in the energetics of that? Because like, I think sometimes we can have this really deep awareness of like, yes, everything is energy. You know, the energy behind this influences the result, but 
there can also be like the human part of us that's like yeah but like maybe if I just do that like it it might work (laughs) yeah yeah it's hard and I go through I mean like I said this is one of my patterns and I have a, a personal like belief that is um that the patterns that we kind of have the hardest time moving through the ones that are like the stickiest for us are typically the the things that we're here to help shift for ourselves and for the collective kind of like shift for the lineage if you will and this is one of mine which is can you just trust your I like I'm the most skeptical mystic you'll ever meet because I'm like are you sure are you sure I can I don't know is this are you sure and I'm constantly having conversations and going like well but well, but how? And I'm such a toddler about it. And so I constantly move through this with my own team. And it's always, I mean, I can't even tell you, it's always like, I'm, I am shattered. I am brought to my knees. I'm sobbing when I see, when they like bring through something that proves it, if that makes sense, where I'm like, oh my God. Okay. 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 I believe again. You know what I mean? And so it's just this, like anything that we move through um, and anything that we're creating when it's new, when it's like, when it's like leading edge or when it's at our edge, it's kind of beyond our, our known universe, if you will, it takes some, some deep devotion to return to it over and over and over again. And so part of that for me is the devotion to start my days in my morning practice, to start my day connecting to them, to start my days connecting to my soul, to see what wants to come through. Because if I sit down behind my computer first thing, it's, it's a completely different day. It's a completely different energetic. It's, I'm not as clear of a channel. I get stuck more into like the hustle and the comparison and everything like that. So making sure that I am starting really, really clearly as the vessel to receive and to share and to channel um, helps because then I'm shown even more. It's like, it's, it's the, it's so hard because I think that we want to have the proof first. We want to be shown first before we believe and before we trust, but it's always the other way around. It's always this like venture of trust. It's always this um, offering of trust into the universe and then we're shown. And then it's like, and then we're brought to our knees and humbled and like, how did I ever not believe this? Yeah, I so resonate with that. And I think it's really powerful how you shared that like the thing that you struggle with can often be the thing that you're there to like continuously move through to then like transmute this, wisdom and medicine to others because I think like a lot of the time like the human in us thinks the opposite it's like oh I'm struggling with this again so therefore like I am not worthy of like being a teacher on this and it's like well actually like you sound pretty qualified if you've moved through that yeah you know a hundred times in the last few lifetimes or this one um so I think that's really beautiful um we're such meaning-making machines, you know, we're like, (laughs) and it's, there's always more than one meaning for anything. And that's, I mean, I feel like that's such a cornerstone to everything as far as kind of breaking free of our, 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 of the matrix, if you will, and breaking free of like the, the wounded paradigm is, is finding a different meaning for things. We're so quick to, like you're saying, like, we're so quick to experience something and then go oh no what does that mean what does that mean about me or um oh no now I now I can't believe in this or maybe it's a sign and oh my god that's one of my favorite things to talk about my client to talk to with my clients is like the universe isn't a set of red light green light like a sign turn left turn right here it's not it's not that linear we are so accustomed to living so linearly that it's actually more of a conversation 
And it's more of a conversation through the mystery, meaning like one symbol has so many different possible meanings and messages in it. And that's kind of where we get to get better and better at listening to the subtle realms and having conversations with the invisible realms and like, and, and discerning and, and hearing and feeling on like multiple levels of our experience, what this means to us. And part of it is what is the meaning that doesn't make you feel like you're worthless or not worthy or like well, it's redundant, but, or like that it's not meant for you or, you know, that you're never going to have love or whatever it might be. Yeah. I love that. Totally. I think for me also, that's why it's so powerful being in groups of women, you know, whether it's like group healing programs or even, you know, the mastermind that we're in and uh, like Chelsea, who was in our mastermind has just been hearing me off with me. And she was reflecting to me, like how powerful it was for her to like, hear me come in and be like, oh, I'm like struggling with this. or this is something I'm moving through. And then you suddenly realize like that you have all these assumptions like these other people don't struggle through that or they don't move through these things that I move through and it just like instantly lifts the the shame around like the things that we go through as humans Mm -hmm. there's so much sisterhood stuff that was healed through that through that mastermind just in space with other women in general I was just sharing something today actually about I'm moving through some kind of health issues with my, my fur baby, my cat Griffin. And like, he's my son, like I'm not able to have kids. So I'm like, he's my, he's my kid. And he, we had him at the vet all day yesterday. And I just was so out of body, freaked out and like pre-morning something that wasn't even here. I was just losing my shit. And, um, I've had so much love from my clients, including a woman who reached out to me this morning and was like, I'm holding your heart right now so that you don't have to do it so much or what I like just to have somebody to have these beautiful sisters, my clients reaching out to say that they're holding space for me while I am technically supposed to be holding space for them as my clients was just like, it changes you, you know, it changes you being, being loved so deeply by by sisters, especially when there are those sisterhood wounds of like comparison and she's better than me or she doesn't like me or what are they going to think about me or all of that stuff. I just was blasted wide open with that this week. Yeah. It's like new earth leadership, isn't it? Without this pedestal of like, I am the teacher, therefore I am invincible and you will never see me in any other way of being. And I've experienced something similar where I, you know, made a mistake in a container, you know, that I had to take responsibility for. And like, there was like this part of me that was like so deeply embarrassed to be seen Mm -hmm. in that. And then like having these clients reach out and be like, I loved the way that you moved through that with integrity. Like, are you okay? Like I'm, I'm holding space Mm -hmm. for you. Like, it's just so, so powerful feminine business yes it's a circle you know it's that's what it's moving into at least that's what it's asking to be moved into instead of this idea that there is any kind of hierarchy I I move through this every year there's always somebody who joins or multiple people sometimes who join golden goddess I'm like really a year I oh okay I'm holding space for you like whoa like I've had I've had my my um I was Reiki certain 
Is that what you call it? Reiki certified? Anyway, I received my like Reiki master training a uh, number of years ago. And my teacher came into Golden Goddess a couple of years ago. I was like, what? <laughs> like those kind of things. And every year I've had peers join. I've had this year, another woman who I consider to be a peer is in here. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm holding space for this woman. But it's, it's, it's just, I have a medicine that they don't have. They have a medicine that I don't have. We all have something to offer one another when we can remember that we're, we're just sitting in circle instead of I'm here to be your teacher and I'm here to be, you know, put on this pedestal and above you and speak down to you and look at you as somebody who has less power than me. Then we're not, I mean, then we're not really speaking and breathing power into the women we're holding space for in the, in the first place. Amazing. So great. I feel like it's also like on this deeper level through the work that you do and the kind of, um, you know, containership that we're talking about is like ancestral healing because mm. like women have operated in hierarchy for, I don't even know how long, right? And like almost like trying to get one up on each other because, you know, for so many generations, it was to do with like safety and survival. Whereas now we're kind of in this like fresh new time where we don't need to be in our survival energy so much anymore. And so then it's like, where are we left? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I know you work a lot with like ancestral codes and healing and like breaking those things down. And so um, I'm wondering like when you uh, working with something like resistance that comes up with you or maybe with your clients, like how do you, how do you meet resistance in your life? Because like people have different takes on this, right? Like some people like resistance is a sign that you're not in alignment. And then some people are like, resistance is this resistance is this. I would love to like get Mm -hmm. your take on this. Um, yeah. And I want to, bring me back to this if I forget, but I wanted to say really quickly about the lineage healing too. Uh, it feels like it's just like human lineage as well, not even just women, but human lineage, because the same hierarchical stuff that we've, we've been conditioned into with one another as sisters, we've also, it, it, it goes so much deeper than that with like how we relate to even nature and like mother earth and this idea that humans are somehow above nature when we're actually like a part of nature and do you know what I mean and so that that feels like a a kind of a deep cornerstone of my work as well which is like what I call like natural magic which is is when you start getting into relationship with everything everything about nature of nature in the invisible realms like all of the things then that's when life like that's when life really comes online like that's when miracles really come online um and so I just wanted to speak to that too because I feel like it's even it's even bigger than just like interpersonal like interhuman hierarchy it's it it goes into like animals nature the earth all of it and I mean I feel like that's exactly what we're that's exactly what we're moving through as humans right now is kind of trying to remember that we're living with this planet not just on this planet um the resistance piece is amazing um for me this actually just came through for me the other day around resistance I mean well, a couple of things. The first is that in my view, we're really just bumping up against, like I said a minute ago, like we're bumping up against the edges of our own known universe. And our, hold on, two, 
can you hear my cat? Do you want me? No, no. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> he's like trying to Animals get it right are now. welcome. Nature is welcome. The natural world. Speaking of is nature, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're talking about me. Relationship. <laughs> um, so we're basically just bumping up against the edges of our own known universe, and and one of the things about allowing ourselves to be like following the calling of our soul and following her voice and following the guidance that she sets out for us is that she like she is our access to infinity, right? She's our access to the infinite, to the love, to source, to the quantum universe, to everything. It doesn't end. Like, it never, ever ends. We are never done. We're never at a place where we can be like, okay, great. Figured out all the things. Totally. Like I can just relax now and coast. It's, she's always going to, and this is one of my favorite things too, is like, if you're really listening to the voice of your soul, you're probably going to be kind of uncomfortable most of the time because she's always going to be calling you farther, farther than, than like, and beyond your own, like known universe, your own bubble. But that's what we're bumping into and we're feeling resistance is just that edge. And so for me, it's just this call to, to, to start paying attention to, am I really fully in alignment with the guidance of my soul? Am I actually listening to her? Do I remember the difference in how her voice feels versus how my ego feels and versus how my stories feel versus how my conditioning feels? Do I remember the difference in, in how those actually viscerally feel in my body and how they feel energetically in my energy body as well? Um, the other thing that was coming through for me the other day around resistance was, because I love an, uh, an alliteration, is... Um, feeling into what's what kind of release is being asked for when you're feeling resistance, whether that's something that you get to let go of that you're maybe clinging to or grabbing onto or trying to grasp for really strongly, or um, what kind of release you need to kind of give yourself, you know, whether that's like a body, a physical movement kind of thing, or like a good fucking cry or like whatever that might be. But uh, I really loved, and I haven't felt into that more deeply, but that that came through the other day that I, and it landed really strongly for me. Amazing. Yeah. I like, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, I, I did this ceremony with mushrooms like last week and <laughs> I feel like I just kind of went into it a little bit, like nonchalant. Like I was like, mm. Oh, you know, it'll be really beautiful. I'm just gonna, you know, have a little bit and it will just be like really magical. And these things don't really affect me, you know, and because I've like done, I've done ayahuasca and it was really nice, but like I, I felt like really good about the experience. I wasn't like totally thrown off my center and I just had the most like deep, uncomfortable experience with these mushrooms. And I just was, it was like, I was like crawling to get out of my body. All I wanted was for it to like leave my system. And I was like, I just want to feel normal. I just want to feel comfortable. I just don't want to like be in a deep ceremony right now. And in that moment, like I realized I was like, what do I actually need right now? And it wasn't to make the feeling go away. It was like, I needed to be loved. And so I just like went over to my husband and I was like, I just need you to hold me. And within like a few minutes, I felt like amazing. And I was like laughing my head off for the next three hours. No. But um, it's so interesting, like with that resistance, it was like, what I wanted was different to what I needed in yeah. that moment. <laughs> yeah. I also, it's so funny. Cause I also feel like anytime we get to that place where we're like, I got this. This is totally cake. I get to coast. It's like, I can feel it sometimes when they're like 
laughing. We're like, oh, really? Just wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All the time. And like, always mm-hmm. forget it. <laughs> yes. Oh, constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. You're the most forgettingest beings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on purpose, right? It's always on purpose that we're forgetting too. Totally. Because yeah, we forget so that we can remember. Yeah. So we both love the feminine, right? I know you're like this deeply feminine essence being, but what I'm interested in more and more all the time is the remembrance of the sacred masculine. Because I think sometimes like the masculine is getting this like bad rap in the feminine energy communities. And it's like, no, we need Mm -hmm. both. Like if you only have your feminine energy and I can often see this in like really deeply feminine business owners as well. It's just like this unhinged chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm just curious to kind of flow with you on this, like around like, what is it, what does it look like for us to really harness the sacred masculine within ourselves as feminine beings? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I completely agree with you that there's, even in my own clients, sometimes there will be this like especially when they come in, in this really like constricted, like furrowed brow, everything's hard, kind of wounded masculine space that this world has conditioned us into. They'll get a taste of the feminine and finally feel that release and feel that opening and feel that pleasure. And then they're like, (gasps) and then they're like, oh, I don't want any of that anymore. I don't want any of the masculine. They're like, we kind of, kind of become afraid of him. Um, But, but that's just the wounded masculine. The sacred masculine is beautiful. And we absolutely need both of them regardless we always need both of them in order to create anything I mean this is kind of the the whole like order of the universe if you will um what's been happening for thousands of years is that we've just kind of like swung the pendulum over into the way 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 over masculinized space and kind of forgotten our feminine Um, but we don't want to swing back in the other way and get way 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 into over feminized and forget our masculine it's it's always going to be a dance of both Um, and one of my favorite ways to to share about the masculine is probably one of my favorite energetics. So I have this chart and if you want it to kind of like include it in the call notes or whatever with the the podcast, I can send it to you. It's, uh, I call it my archetypal grid. And it's obviously just like a partial list because this is massive and infinite, but um, it's a series of traits that you'll find in the sacred feminine and sacred masculine. And then the wounded feminine, the wounded masculine can be really helpful for just feeling into kind of like, where am I right now? Like if I'm struggling right now, where am I? And what can I find in like the sacred, the sacred forms to, to lean into and to start embodying a little bit more. But one of my favorite things about the sacred masculine is the energy of devotion. And for me, that's just this, it's a little different from commitment, which is also beautiful. And also what I consider to be sacred masculine, but there's a different energy in the word devotion, which is it's, there's this there's a fluidity that's allowed in it. There's a, there's um, a presence that's more welcomed or that's more invited in devotion where it's instead of being committed to something that you do by rote, that you do as, as like a rule that you do every single day or in the same way, every time you do it, it's this like, it's, it's this open invitation into how can I be in devotion to whatever it is. And what's really beautiful about that is, um, 
we then get to be in devotion to how we want to feel in the feminine, right? Which means that we get to feel into in every single moment where we are, what does she need in order to feel that way? And I, when I'm saying she, I mean the feminine within us, but like, what does she need? Just like you had in that, in that mushroom experience in the journey that you had, which is like, oh, right. What do I need right now? And then your sacred masculine came in and went, got it. I'm in devotion to you feeling that. So what do we need to choose here? What do we need to ask for here? So he's not a scary, he's not a scary thing. He's nothing to vilify. He actually is how we co-create and how we uphold how the feminine wants to feel within us. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. We need to stop shitting on him. (laughs) Please. Yes, me too. Yeah, I love that word devotion as well. It just kind of hits different than like discipline to me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like I've had some interesting conversations lately as well where, you know, doing what feels good all the time isn't actually in service to you. Like, and, and I think it can get conflated on social media because like in a social media post, if you're talking about ease and pleasure, if you just like take that one little snapshot and go, okay, this is now the rule for my whole life. Like Mm -hmm. life's not actually going to be that easy because like sometimes what's really loving and what's best for you and like in devotion to you is going to be like a difficult conversation or a boundary or like getting up earlier to like practice or like getting on your meditation mat when you really just want to watch Netflix or something yeah um so I love that you that you brought that and I also love that you refer to your programs as like she just Mm -hmm. wanted to just wanted to say that (laughs) like they have their own life force (laughs) they do and that's one of the things that I do in Goddesspreneur is is guide um so a lot of this work is very shamanic in nature um that was part of my spiritual awakening in whenever that was 2016 um it hasn't been very long which is crazy still I still think that's crazy but uh is is it's deeply shamanic in nature and I guide through a shamanic journey to um to meet the the soul of your business and to hear what she wants to bring through or he perhaps right but um but yeah all of them have their own their own frequency and their own energetics and their own purpose right like what she wants to experience and what she wants to bring through for the women who are who are inside her in fact the um my mini mystery school this year it's just like brand brand new brand speaking new in fact it's starting today is called the spiral and um she's very different from golden goddess golden goddess is like man it's 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 80 percent channel content i mean all of my work is but like it's deeply channel content it's highly like transmission based it's it's we go super super deep into energetics and it's it's a lot and we go way deep into all the things and we actually kind of on purpose scramble your brain a little bit because we're scrambling the part of your brain that's so attached to and connected to this like the conditioning of the wounded masculine and 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 patriarchal you know training that we've had um so that we can kind of open you into your depth and into the feminine and into the mystic within and all of that um but it's so interesting the spiral is so different she's going to be like and I was only receiving this fairly recently she's a lot more intimacy she's a lot more like taking one piece at a time and like going really deep with it and and being in devotion speaking of devotion being devotion to that piece rather than 
you know, this big deep dive into the mysteries and, and like the, it is really big medicine in, in golden goddess, you know, but so the spiral is like this, this, this depth that she's kind of asking us to cultivate. I'm still learning her, you know, like she's being co-created right now. So I'm like, I'm still learning about her and still receiving a little bit more about her, but I'm so excited about it because it feels like a, a, a slowing down when we so often are like more, 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 give me all the information, give me more of the information. And this is like, she's really going to be asking us to like slow down a little bit and, and go a lot deeper with what's already here instead of trying to kind of just add and add and add and add, if that makes sense. Yeah. It sounds like really liberating, deep, uncomfortable work as well, because Mm -hmm. I think like so many of us, myself included, and like this always gets illuminated to me in medicine ceremonies is like exactly what you said, like just piling things on without like deeply penetrating into one thing. And like, Mm as a business owner, I don't really think it's like that you need to like niche yourself necessarily, but it's like how comfortable or (laughs) uncomfortable can you get like sitting with something and just like being with it and being really still with it and not having to like always be moving on to the next thing. And I think like our Mm -hmm. industry can almost like perpetuate the opposite of this a lot of the time. Yeah. I actually was giving guidance this year because I, you know, my business model was very, I say business model and I'm like, (laughs) I've never had a business plan. I've never like, but, but my understanding of like the framework of my business shifted because I received guidance instead of doing like, you know, many course launches throughout the year, which was kind of what I did. I always had like, you know, I've had the mystery school, but then I always had like, like I said, like goddesspreneur or she wolf or cosmic shaman or whatever that were kind of launched alongside. I was really guided to start focusing solely on being the guide of a mystery school and allowing that to be the work and like deepen into that. And now there's a lot that goes into that, but, um, but I, I feel like they were asking me to kind of deepen into holding that space and owning that space and owning that identity rather than here's this course and this course. And it's not that I'm not still going to do courses. In fact, there are a couple that are kind of wanting to come through already, um, or at least soon. One of them's been trying to come through, not trying, but like I've been feeling her for a while and I haven't gotten the go yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But there's still going to be courses. It's just, there's something different in when I sit into this space of being the guide of a mystery school and, and like the person who holds those gates open for women and holds those doors. Ooh, like that's just dropping into my body so strongly right now as I'm saying it. There's something different in that than being a coach who does courses. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this is like, this is just the place that I'm being asked to kind of sit into a little bit more deeply now. Yeah. I imagine it's confronting at times and beautiful and magical, right? Especially when you're doing something that's like... (laughs) not been done before is like being transmitted in such a unique way it's like there's no one to compare yourself to anymore (laughs) it's so scary it's so and I think that's probably one of the reasons they're making me they are like making me they don't make me do anything but that they're asking me to do this is because I remember early on in my business too I was like can I just train with someone can I just have a mentor and just learn the way they do things and they were like no, because you're bringing through something different. And I was like, <laughs> it would be so much easier. <laughs> and so I think that this is definitely a part of, of that. It is so confronting sometimes. 
all the time, I feel, because I'm still learning how to really be this full channel. It's so edgy. It's so edgy for me because, like I said, I most of the content that I share is channeled content. And a lot of times I'm asked to bring things through that I don't, I've never, I mean, I've received it for myself, but I've never taught it before. And I'm like asked to kind of just trust that it's powerful and <laughs> valuable and going to be quote unquote good enough. And like all those stories that come through. So speaking of being, oh, that's what I was going to say. Maybe remind me if I said this, I have what I call a mystic brain. So things just kind of, it's like a river. It's just like, whatever, whatever's here right now is what is what's here. And I forget things a lot. Um, but I was going to say like, I love ease. I love ease. I'm all about it. And the feminine is all about it. And, and I constantly talk about that. It gets to be easier because it really, really does. But we forget that there's another side of it, which is the edge again for the alliteration, right? But like the ease and the edge, can you actually hold space for both of those? Can you be looking for both of those? Can you be seeking both of those at the same time? So that ease doesn't become like complacency or this idea that everything's ease is totally different from the idea of easy anyway. So that doesn't mean everything's gonna be easy. It just means that you get to find and cultivate ease with everything and anything that's here but when you're also kind of seeking a little bit of the edge as well you're at least going to be like I said earlier you're at least going to be taking steps towards your soul towards that infinite source creator love energy at the same time yeah ease is like an I see it as like an energetic attitude right it's like mm -hmm. hard things are happening to me all the time or like quote-unquote hard but it's like how do I want to meet that you know mm -hmm. like and again like the meaning making machine it's like okay well this has been served to me how do I want to receive that you know how do I yeah. want to like meet that yeah. and like mm -hmm. talk to myself about that and like move through that and mm -hmm. um it builds resilience as well you know being able to meet those edges and be like okay I'm gonna make this as like easy as possible for myself as I like mm -hmm. transcend this yeah, so I really resonate. there's a really beautiful parable that I always share with my clients too, which is the donkey in the well parable. I don't know if it has a different title, but it's basically that this like donkey fell down a well in this small village and they literally tried everything to get it out. And it was just days and days and days down there. And it was braying, making all of this noise. And it was like starting to really kind of like traumatize the village people. And so they were like, you know, we can't get it out so we might just have to bury it like put it out of its misery and they started sh shoveling dirt down to the well to bury it but instead of actually burying it with every single shovel full the, the donkey like tamped down the dirt and stepped up onto it so ultimately he got to like walk out of the well and that just feels su such a beautiful parable for like even when you're getting shoveled with the shit like even when you're getting like the dirt thrown onto you over and over again what can you do with it like, what do you get to do with this so that it's actually serving you so that it's actually allowing you to step into your power? I mean, it's just such a potent message and metaphor in it. I just love it. I love that so yeah. much. So great. Great I visual. Also, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a much more uh, like polite version of like the sort of metaphor that I use where I'm like if you're laying in a pile of like hot steaming shit like don't throw more of it onto yourself like don't shit on yourself also you know like oh my God, hilarious. be kind be kind you know 
Um, but actually that leads me into something that I wanted to share with you. There's like a video that you did where you're talking about something like your soul doesn't have an itinerary. And, um, you know, I think that that's such a potent thing to remember for people, especially when you're spiritual and you're also ambitious, because it can get really easy to get caught up in like a destination and, to find the sweet spot between like setting goals which are like inspiring and like you're devoted to them versus like becoming so obsessed with them that you are confused all the time or like beating yourself down because you didn't I don't know have like a 10k month or you're not doing what these other people are doing and so I'd be curious to hear your codes on like how do do you still have like goals and desires and intentions and you know get the things done that you want to do um whilst also just being like open and fluid and trusting mm-hmm. I actually don't set goals at all <laughs> and I don't like I don't I don't have my clients set goals I mean if you want to you can but and it's one of those things that I've actually had to come into speaking of like well this is how they're doing it and this is how it was, works for them but I've had to really really like recondition myself especially when I'm in a space with other women who are all about setting goals. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. But for me, there's something too linear about them. There's something too like measurement-y about them. And measurement for me always becomes this very constricting energetic because we're, we're basically like saying kind of like prove it to the universe or we're saying like, um, again, with the hierarchy, it's just the hierarchy is going away, right? Like all of the hierarchy stuff is going away. We're meant to be these like fluid animals co-creating and weaving a tapestry with the universe. It's not meant to be this like, oh, is this long enough? Is this one big? Like the measurement for me has to go. And so um, for me, it's more about like, so I think that in the video you're referencing, perhaps one of the things that I was talking about was that your soul is not calling you to a destination. Like I said a minute ago, she's infinite, right? Like she is your connection to the infinite. She is your connection to the quantum realms, to literal constant, constant, infinite expansion. And so she's not calling you to a destination. Destinations don't exist. She's calling you in a direction. And when you change your mindset and your perception around what your soul is actually calling you into, it's like, she's just calling you on a journey and you get to take steps toward that journey. And you notice how that totally dissolves any self-judgment around like, am I doing this right? Or did I, did I do it big enough? Did I do it well enough? Did I, where am I compared to other people in my life and their, in their life and my business and their business? It's if you're moving toward her, it compounds itself. If you're, if you're following the voice of your soul and you're following the direction she's calling you into, not worrying about where it's going and what it looks like and what package it's in and how fast it's happening and all of that stuff, you're, you're going to compound that because the, the more you let her kind of, it's like blindly letting yourself be guided by yourself and going in her direction. I hear her voice like Marco Polo, <laughs> like I'm kind of listening, <laughs> I'm going and I will, I will get to where I'm meant to go because she holds my, she holds our map. Our souls hold our map. And, and they aren't meant to be these, like, we didn't come here in this lifetime to have this like checklist of like, cool, I accomplished that. And I accomplished that. I accomplished that. It's, it's to be the most of our soul that we possibly can. It's to bring through the most of our soul that we possibly can. It's to fulfill being a steward for what she came here for. But I guarantee you, if you, if you like, 
if you think that your end all be all purpose goal in this lifetime is a thing that you can check off of the list, there's going to be more. You don't reach that. And then she goes, great, you're done. Come home. Do you know what I mean? Like there's more. You're here to be a vessel, not, not, not a machine. You're not here to produce things. So for me, it's so much more powerful to coming back to sacred masculine devotion, just to be in devotion to her calling, be in devotion to the direction, be in devotion to the expansion that she's calling you into rather than the numbers and the measurements of what it looks like to her. And that's hard for our little egos because again, we're conditioned to like measure my value versus your value. And that's the basis my ability to sell anything that I'm better than so-and-so. So so I'm going to, then I get to sell and I get to be worthy of having clients, if that makes sense. But when you, when we really come back into what our pure medicine is, and I love how everything that we're talking about is like weaving itself together today. Like when we come (laughs) back to circle and remember that I have something to offer you, no matter where you are in your life, it doesn't matter. Then I know that you're just coming here to receive what your soul wants you to receive. And then we don't have to get into like high pressure sales. Then we don't have to, we just get to stand in our medicine and go, if you're called here, there's something for you. And we just get to find out what that is. And it's not up to me to determine what that is. It's not up to me to like have a result that I'm dangling in front of you. It's, I get to hold the gates open, the portals open for you to walk through what your soul wants you to walk through. And it's nothing other than that. Beautiful. So beautiful. Get a little feisty about that topic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hold a very similar consciousness around that to you, love. Uh, I do set goals, but it's kind of like with all of what you said in mind, but the goals are like, I see them as like these North stars where like that goal is calling me because like I want to experience the person who like walks the path towards that. But anytime I notice that I'm then like externalizing my power to that, I'm like, I'm like, oh, goodness me, I've got to let that one go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which happens often, you know. It's the edge, right? Like, yeah, the edge, they're all the ease that I'm loving, like the edge and the expansion, because you're, you're one of the, one of the traits of the feminine for me is that she's always expanding and she always is seeking expanding. She's, she's not there's never a stagnancy here. There's always a movement and there's always a movement towards seeking thriving. And so if we can let ourselves be called again, kind of beyond or to at least to our edge, if not beyond our edge and trust that she's going to show us how to get there, then, then I don't know that for me is like, that takes the place of goals for me, but there's nothing wrong with goals, especially like you said, if you can, if you can hand like hold them without being pulled out of your power, without starting to think that you don't have enough to get you there. You need something somebody else has, or that there's something wrong with you if it's not happening in the time frame, or if it doesn't look the way you thought it would look, then, um, then they get to be something to play with, which very feminine energy as well. Um, for me, it's, I think just probably because I am such a mystic and I'm being asked to be such a mystic, it's, it's I'm, I'm being asked to be in, in devotion to the expansion for expansion's sake, the, the calling and the direction that my soul wants me to go in without needing to know. I mean, that's such a, that's such a potent energetics to work with. Like when you can step into the unknown without needing to have an idea of what it looks like, how much of your own power you actually embody when you're able to do that without going, well, but what does it look like? Or, or 
um, what am I moving towards or what direction is this? It's just, if you can just move with it, then you, then you are literally embodying the fullness of your power because then you become literally like the energetics of the creative universe itself. If that yeah. makes sense. Makes total sense. It's like, watching a movie but because we place no importance on watching a movie unless it's like a really valuable movie to your spirit but like Mm -hmm. just relax and go oh I can't wait to see like the plot twist in this one yeah then when it's our lives or maybe like our relationship or our business it's like I need to know everything before I click play and it's like Mm -hmm. you know I'm all about like just being a bit more relaxed in the mysteries of life Mm -hmm. it's also been my experience uh, again I think this is probably because it's one of the things that I'm here to teach and here to like share is every time I let myself let go of what I think I want it to look like and what I think it's supposed to be and the ideas of a goal that might be floating around in my brain it's always when it just like like just absolutely (laughs) explodes with expansion and I'm like oh shit (laughs) you know what I mean so I'm like okay I have no idea like it's always been the case when I happened to open my Stripe account and I'm like what (laughs) like I had no idea instead of like let's hit this number never ever ever works for me always the way and then it always ends up working out even better you know Mm -hmm. like and it I think it's powerful to just you have to like have that memory recall in those moments Mm -hmm. of like contraction or stress and just be like okay it's always getting better it's always working out Mm -hmm. like the plan is working out I just don't know what the big plan is right now so Yeah. yeah yeah I feel you it's edgy I mean it's like I can feel even you know, the places where our soul will call us into are like, oh shit, are you sure? Okay. You know, um, and they're terrifying sometimes, but, but we get to find what stories those are within us, what stories are happening in our ego that are saying it's scary because our ultimate knowing, our deepest knowledge of truth is that we are capable of anything and that we are so deeply loved and we are so deeply supported by our guides the universe the soul our soul like and that we're here to be miracle makers and and man all this is dropping so strongly into my into my being today and my body today um but it's not so scary when we let ourselves walk with her you know yeah amazing one of my favorite quotes jump and the net appears Mm. some jumping all the time (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so one last quick question for you, love, because people always want to know the specifics. What is your favorite, most potent practice? Mm-hmm. I have to also say something because it just dropped in as you said that. <laughs> um, jump in the net appears or your wings do, one of the two, you know, because it's oh, like it's that. either going to be that you're caught and held and carried or it's going to be that you step into more and more of your own power. I know I loved it too. I have to write it down. Um, my favorite practice. Um, it's so hard because it changes all the time, every day. This is one of the ways that I do um, things like a morning practice that I think are perhaps different from from others. I don't ever approach it from a perspective of like, I do this every day. Um, There's, again, this is kind of like some people preach about consistency and I'm not about consistency. I'm more about 
devotion, right? And so it's more like this um, energetics of like an open and loving container is what I call it. So it's, I actually sit down to my morning practice and ask my soul what she wants me to do that day. And so like, just as an example, I have so many crystals. I love my crystals. And pretty much the first question I always ask is like, do you want me to hold a crystal today? Do I want me to work with a crystal today? And a lot of times it's no. And I'm like, you know, and so it's not me showing up and either like doing something by rote because it's what I always do or because it's like, I'm going to do this and then this and then this and then this and this method and this plan that I have for my morning practice, nor is it even like what would feel really good for me today, which is also still a beautiful question to ask. But for me, it goes even deeper. It's like, what does she want me to do today? And, and developing the language um, with her to be able to know and to hear even when I want something else it's been so powerful so maybe that's the practice um is like the connection to soul and like allowing her to show me allowing her to guide me even if it's like me wants something different and allowing that to be to be the devotion I love that you shared that and the way that you were just so honest about it because like I'm the exact same and I think like earlier on in my leadership journey like I almost felt like when people would ask me a question like that I'm like I should have like a specific thing that I do every day and they're gonna think that I'm just like a crazy mess that doesn't like you know have this Mm -hmm. bulletproof practice but I suppose the consistency is like the fact that you actually have that space in the morning to ponder that you know like that that's the sacred masculine consistency and then you know the goddess or your team informs you on yeah what's up yeah yeah the container is there as far as the devotion right or the time that I set aside but then what happens in the container is fluid and he's holding space for her right he's holding space for her to be whatever she needs to be or feel whatever she needs to feel or expand in whatever way she wants to expand um and I fall off the wagon all the time, all the time where I sit down at my computer first and I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I should get in my, and I like I squeeze it into like 20 minutes or something like that. But this is again, why it's sacred masculine. He just is devotion to returning again and again and again, because he knows that's what feels better. And he knows that's what's most expansive. So it's not about this like perfection or commitment to like, I have to, it's this like, it's choice. It's this, cause that's one of his other energies is like free will is choice. It's like this power and willingness to choose. Um, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, I feel like everything about this work is really about, I always get this visual and I have never been able to figure out how to describe it, but it's basically about like, it's like trying to describe one of your dreams. It's like, it just never really translates very well, but it's this like power to walk with total, like utter relationship with the chaos, the void, ultimate power of the universe, like all energetics. Like it's just this power to, to take steps without needing the controls, needing to know, needing assurances, needing the requ- you know requirements and expectations and like all of this stuff. It feels how I always see it is that there, like there's nothing except for the swirling beautiful energy and you're just taking the steps in your own full power so it's like being able to oh this came through last night oh bear with me it's like being able to walk with 
the energetics of the entire universe or the entire quantum realm. But I think how it came through the last night was like this deeper and deeper and deeper mastery of the energetics within us so that we can be in relationship and dance and co-create and walk with the energetics around us, like the energetics of the full universe. So that's what it feels like kind of the crux of all the work that I do is, is that it's like, peeling away the need for all of the systems and all of the tools and all the templates and all of the, the like singular ways and all of the, even, um, you know, I love ritual and ceremony, but all the like ritualistic rituals that have to be a certain way every single time you do them and, and finding the power that is like, you're full and you're whole and you're in your power, no matter what is around you, if that makes sense. Sense. so hard to describe like I, well, I was getting like in a, like a vision when you were saying that of like this big pot of soup and there's like all these things and they're like releasing flavors at different moments and like you're stirring with the ladle but you can't like see everything beneath the surface but it's ha- it's like Ooh. happening and then and then like you can either go into like oh but I maybe I need more salt. I can't see the salt. And then it's like, no, like trusting that like everything right. is just like simmering in this <laughs> cosmic soup. Like that's all I could think of the whole time you were talking. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I have a soup metaphor somewhere too. In one of my courses, I don't remember what it is, but it was very similar. It's like, I think it was about this con- exactly that. It was like control. It's like, you don't have this, like, you know, when you have everything in control, then you have salt over there and tomatoes over there. And it's like, no, you have to kind of like let it all move and happen together without so much control and trust the process. Because you also like something happens in the heat and something happens in the length of time and something happens in the, how the lemon interacts with the this and like, you know what I mean? The things that <laughs> yeah. we don't have any control over, except for the fact that we have to trust that it's going to happen. Yeah. I love that. Love eat that. more soup <laughs> eat more soup. <laughs> Met, um, uh, the mantra for today or mantra for your week <laughs> eat more soup. Oh, I love it it's been such a joy and a gift to connect with you love and thank you so much for your wisdom and who you are in the world um, where's the mm-hmm. best place for everyone to come and play with you mm-hmm. uh, my website is heather-allison.com two l's in allison and then you can find me on Instagram at I am Heather Allison and on Facebook at, I think it's, I am Heather B Allison, B as in boy. Um, those are the places I play the most. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, and my podcast. Um, I have a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Um, it's called The Golden Path and that's pretty much found anywhere you find podcasts. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you, love. Thank you so much. Thanks, lovely. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode ignited you, expanded you, and enriched your heart, your mind, your life in some way. If it did, reach out on Instagram. My handle is thisisamyrushworth, or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review, or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful and it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode and until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely 
and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.